Hello humans, hello humans. November 6th, heading outbound into the afternoon here. Off doing my chores. Tomorrow I've got to, I'm not shopping or anything, I had some other stuff to do. Tomorrow I've got to go and start um, uh, scoping out property and stuff for a move here and uh, get that started. A lot of damn work. I was hoping to avoid all, <laughs> a bunch of it, but Universe has other ideas. Anyway, so um, if we examine uh, Ingo Swan's writings on uh, telepathy, and he was involved in a number of uh, experiments about telepathy that really actually showed uh, that, that it worked, it's valid, um, all this kind of thing. But if we look at his writings on it, um, he was under the um, impression that uh, space aliens uh, telepathy is not necessarily as we think of it. Okay, so humans would think of telepathy as being able to send thoughts to each other, right? So you're sitting there and you beam a thought over to somebody across the room. You know, you say, you know, um, hot chocolate. I want a hot chocolate, right? I want a drink of uh, hot chocolate. And you send that thought. This is one level of telepathy. That's the one that, that humans have been concentrating on the most. But uh, Ingo is of the opinion, although he didn't go into the biomechanical details much, he was of the opinion that another form of telepathy would be uh, used against us by space aliens, and that that form of telepathy may indeed have been used by uh, the Elohim in conquering people, and that form of telepathy is emotional control. And uh, I, agree, I would agree with that statement, that it's, it's feasible that you could have a form of telepathy where they are not trying to transmit a, uh, a word or a phrase or a sentence to you or an image or a concept. They're rather attempting to um, transmit and control um, your emotions, right? So put you into a particular emotional state. And he was of the opinion that, um, that this is what the uh, is most likely... Uh, to be used against us as a weapon uh, by the space aliens. Now, he had his own reasoning for that, um, but I'm sort of piggybacking on that, saying that much um, material exists, and we know for a fact uh, that, that such things can be done, that, that emotions can be transmitted to you. So, for instance, um, uh, we have emotions by proxy, uh, where we get visual images, right? And, you know, you can have a heartbreaking movie or whatever. And so someone transmits emotions to you through images and through the action and the dialogue, etc. But the, the uh, net result is that your mind has a, a willing suspension of disbelief. You place yourself into the uh, situation that's being presented in the movie or whatever and you react, your body reacts accordingly. And so you actually have sensation that arises from the introduction of thought. 
So they, you know, they use music, lighting, all of this kind of stuff, and they basically change your emotional mood, and then you have particular sensations as a result of that. This occurs because the linkage of the linguistic part of the brain, um, the visual image part of the brain, uh, the thinking part of the brain gets linked to the thymus and the hypothalamus and um, alters the hormone ratios within your body at a biochemical level. And this is what causes you to feel that particular emotional state, to enter into that emotional state. And as long as the hormones are um, maintained at that level, you will feel uh, that particular uh, emotional complex, whatever they're putting you into. Usually this is like, you know, a two-hour-long movie, that sort of thing, right? And they'll take you up and down, manipulate your emotions in the movie, and you'll come out of the movie and your body will have reacted and you will feel satisfied that you got your money's worth because you will have um, uh, had the, uh, the body reaction, right? So there will be a sense of satisfaction uh, derived from that experience and it will be because your body actually reacted and you felt those emotions which in turn sometimes those emotions can induce sensation so we could do things with uh, flashing lights with um, images and stuff that might make you nauseous uh, you know just looking at them. what's happening there is again it's the hormonal um, response in order to have the feeling of the emotion that then triggers the sensation. So you're not really nauseated, you don't really have anything going on with your stomach, it's truly all in your head. And this is what the uh, makers of the videos and the movies and so forth are actually counting on, is that indeed you will react, um, even though it's all in your head, you will have that body reaction and then therefore for their particular entertainment product you will have a sense of satisfaction that you got your money's worth right that it did its job you enjoyed the movie or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be um now ingo is of the opinion that that's how the space aliens conquered us not only by coming down and you know blowing the shit out of our granaries and, you know, shooting our donkeys and stuff, um, and shooting and killing humans, but also by this uh, much more effective approach of emotional control. So they were controlling all of their slaves through their minds, putting them into a particular emotional state, keeping them there, getting them dis uh, disrupted, you know, um, non-harmonious with their bodies, making their bodies uh, start react to the uh, the emotions that the uh, telepathy is triggering. And the telepathic approach in that sense is not, at least in, in Ingo's uh, understanding, would not be the crude way that humans do it via imagery and, you know, dialogue and music and so on, but rather something that's more subtle and to a certain extent is much more direct. And that would be a form of telepathy that was was designed to basically cause uh, changes within the hypothalamus and the release of specific hormones. So you're not trying to send a thought over be afraid, but you're attempting to make them afraid 
by causing fear hormones to go through their body and then simply sort of like attaching those fear hormones through your presence to you so that they become afraid of you. Not a particularly complex uh, idea. We uh, do these things, as I say, in our movies and our quote, entertainment, you know, all the horror movies, the shockers, the thrillers, etc. Those are eliciting uh, through their imagery uh, the actual fight or flight response, right? And it's fight, uh, flight or freeze response. And so those are actually being, those physical responses are actually being triggered by the cheap ass movie you rented, right? Anyway, so the idea is that the uh, space aliens are going to do this on something of a grand scale, that they could do it to whole populations because they're basically uh, like beaming it out at a psychic level. Um, so you're not really aware there's no physical, uh, you know, you're not watching a movie, there's no flashy lights, there's not necessarily any um, anything to trigger your a sensation response from the outside. So what they do is they're basically triggering that sensation response, the fear response that tightens all your muscles and makes your stomach all knot up, all of that. They're triggering that by literally reaching in and sort of touching your hypothalamus uh, through an energetic, um, what we would think of as like an ESP pulse or a, or a form of telepathic pulse, a telepathic touch, if you will. And so this was uh, Ingo's biggest fear if you, uh, in my interpretation of it, okay, my, my um, inferring. I think at one point he implied it, but he never, he always skirted around these issues, I think because he was already involved with officialdom and didn't want to get any more involved. Uh, but in any event, though, um, so I'm of the opinion that, that uh, Ingo is, was, was afraid of this particular approach to the conquering of humans because he didn't think we'd get our shit together fast enough to derail it. But you can derail these things if you're um, aware that it's it's ongoing, if, it, if you're aware it's happening to you. Most humans, though, are not so much self-aware that they would understand that there is no external uh, sensation or, uh, or uh, array of sensations to prompt me into this fear mode so the fear mode is coming from somewhere and I don't have any, um, you know, I haven't ingested any drug, I haven't been poisoned, I'm not shot, there's no physical body sensation that should be causing these, uh, these fear emanations or, or fear emotions. So there must be something uh, because it is not uh, arising uh, in the natural order of things from my body, right? And so if you are aware enough that you pick up on the idea that, oh, there's really no source for this, then, aha, there is a source, it's just unseen, and it's, and it's acting on you. And if you saw lots and lots and lots of people react in that fear mode, then you might instinctively join in on that and react that way because of the amplification of emotion. Uh, we see this in, in normal human activity all the time. There's a beautiful example over, um, it's on BitChute, probably it's been on Rumble, probably it's on Twitter, but it's um, a security cam showing a bunch of people in Brazil, I think, and they're sitting around having um, uh, late evening uh, 
uh, early night supper at an outdoor restaurant. Uh, patrons everywhere, tables full, three or four people waiting. Uh, they've even got a prep table out there where one guy is um, looks like he's uh, you know getting ready to make a salad or you know fry up some shrimp or something. Right? He's got a little hot plate there and he's he's doing stuff. Right? Anyway, and so this is the scene, and then. Uh, uh, it, the rest of the of the little video goes very rapidly because what happens is the um, <laughs> the camera picks up this one guy come running through and then two or three other people come running through the the, the seating here is on the basically is off on the road so the space of the sidewalk is more or less free in front of this restaurant and all the seats are out in this what would otherwise have been say a parking area right you're not actually out in the road uh, but it's this outdoor restaurant thing anyway um, these people come running through and these guys are just jogging okay they're a bunch of CrossFit guys that are out for a run in the early evening but because these three four or five people uh, it's difficult in the way it mature is for you to tell who was originally involved, but there were at least three, and may have been as many as five or eight, uh, individuals in this CrossFit club that are out for a pretty fast run. And they come running through the midst of this restaurant, and a wave of emotion, of fear, goes through the patrons of the restaurant, and everybody gets up and starts running after them, okay? Because one person in the restaurant decided had a feeling that that generated fear within them based on what he saw, which was all these people running, and that person probably made the assumption there was like an active shooter, or, you know, there was um, uh, some reason to run, some reason to fear. And so the nature of our society at, at this point, everybody is looking for things because we're all at a higher state of emotion, and so you're looking for something to attach it to, you're wary, you're twitchy. And so these people were real twitchy, uh, you know, very wary, and they mistook the CrossFit guys on their on their run as people fleeing. And so they decided they needed to flee too because whatever it was would definitely come in their way because all these guys were running through the restaurant to get the fuck out of the way, you know, to get out of there. At least that was the interpretation uh, from the restaurant patrons. And so the um, the thing evolves. And we've got um, uh, uh, people fleeing the restaurant, and the, and the two waiters and the and the the assistant cook guy are standing around there blinking and looking like, okay, what the fuck happened here? You know, because they were busy with their chores, they weren't paying attention to uh, the general ambiance. They just weren't sitting around, right? And all of a sudden, their whole restaurant is like empty. I think maybe one or two people stayed. All right, so so. There might have been 30 people that got up and left running. <laughs> they left their wallets and telephones and all this kind of shit just sitting on the on the on the uh, tables there, and they ran away. And so this is the amplification of emotion. This was the creation of a fear state uh, by virtue of of a cascading emotion of one person setting it all off, right? Because that one person had the assumption that there was some reason to fear. It set off everybody else having a, the assumption that there was a reason to fear, and they all reacted to it. And so Ingo's point in his writing was, it's not necessary that the aliens actually do anything to us, right? They could come down and, and manipulate us mentally, um, and cause these kind of effects that we would 
actually happily participate in and uh, magnify just by the nature of, of who humans are and how we work. And the fact that most of us are, you know, eh, sort of sleeping through life. They're not, we're not really awake. We're not self-monitoring. We certainly don't ever do anything in real time or even near real time. So, you know, something happens, especially for men, and, it, you know, and you get an emotion or something, it might be, you know, hours later you think, oh, you know, what happened there? Why did I feel this way? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing, right? Um, not being aware of the proximate cause of the uh, emotional state uh, at the beginning of it. Um, and that's the way that humans operate, basically, all the time, at least 80% of us. And it's probably much higher than that. I'm just picking a number that, you know, gives us a little bit of wiggle room there. Maybe it's as high as like 97% of all humans are, are not operationally aware um, in the normal course of their events. So, anyway, so Ingo's thing was that when we started getting into war with space aliens, it's going to be a weird kind of a situation. Because these guys are not necessarily going to come on in and, and like, you know, shoot us with... Um, laser rays and stuff, but they, because, you know, for one thing, it puts them at risk to get into um, proximity to where they could use such weapons, and then also the uh, amount of energy involved to do an actual physical attack is ever so much more than uh, uh, could be generated uh, at a psychic level to do psychic attacks. So he was of the opinion that when the... Uh, you know, Earthers versus the space side. So Earth side versus space side wars actually began. They're going to be really strange because they won't necessarily be throwing nukes and shit at each other, right? That's a crude Kali Yuga kind of a way to do warfare if you can just manipulate mental energies and cause changes in the hypothalamus. Uh, you know, you're good to go. You can just have the whole population shitting themselves and you don't even have to use a single bullet. Uh, you know, we've been under such kinds of mind control for um, basically for all of humanity's existence. And now we're at the point where we might be able to recognize it, but we will certainly be encountering them in the future and we will have to deal with uh, these encounters in the future. And those, those future encounters are not that far off if they're not already happening, okay? So there's a lot of reasons to suspect that such a thing may be occurring already and may have been occurring pretty continuously for like the last, you know, two or 300 years. We just don't know. Um, lots of speculation, right? Because we're entering into the deep woo where there's not a lot of... Um, uh, objective scientific uh, recording and sharing of information. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, we do to ourselves uh, uh, prove telepathy, at least in the idea of telepathic mind states being transmitted uh, without uh, words, right? So not without actions, as in the case of the, the patrons at that Brazilian restaurant, you know, having their capelli. Uh, and, you know, maybe, um, uh, and then, uh, you know, having a little wine or whatever, it's a nice evening, and then, boom, all of a sudden their emotional state changes, and they're in fear for their lives, running, because they think somebody's coming along and is going to shoot them. Um, so, this is a kind of thing that Ingo said we had to watch out for. Now, he had some, 
uh, thinking about how to do it, how to to watch for it, this kind of thing. So it's worth reading his books and becoming ESP aware just at a uh, personal level for safeguarding your uh, your your body and your um, mind uh, as we go th through the future here. You know, it's nice to be uh, self-aware and monitoring in near real time just for such occurrences. Not that you're going to catch them every time, etc., etc., but nonetheless, um, you increase your chances by uh, starting to adopt a uh, protocol for your life, right? Uh, that you're basically uh, self-aware, you're aware of your surroundings, you're aware of what you're doing and why you're doing it. The why part's really important because that's where the space aliens come on in and, and fuck around. They make you do things, and all of a sudden you, you say, well, you know, why did I do that? There was no real reason for me to do that. And then if, if this is um, of a particular order, then you realize, oh, you know, somebody's out here screwing with my mind, causing me to do things in, for their own reasons, not for mine. And so they just make me do it, and my mind supplies the idea that, it, that I wanted to do it. That it was my willpower and, it, and not them. So it's an interesting time that way. Uh, we're going to get into a lot of uh, a lot more technical analysis as we go forward these coming years into the idea of you know psychic states, um, psychic warfare, psychic uh, propagation, um, uh, psychic energy, uh, how it works, and all of these kind of things. Right? All this arises from the ether, and we've had the. Um, uh, grit uber alles. Okay, so we've had that Einsteinian model that you can find consciousness if you keep finding smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller pieces of grit to look at, right? That's the idea of the Large Hadron Collider. They think they'll come down to a God particle that's conscious. They'll get to the God particle. And these guys are so fucking stupid. And, and mostly it's because of the... Um, Talmudian Jewish domination of science that we have this idea, right? Because the uh, Jewish science always, always, always and forever denies the existence of an ontological creation for universe. Basically, all of Jewish science denies God, okay? They deny a creator and they, they say that this would exist whether we were conscious uh, to perceive it existing or not. And that is not true. That that statement, on their view, on, from their viewpoint, is false. And we can prove it to be false in a number of different ways. They never want to hear this, but it is quite factual that you can prove that that statement is false. And therefore, their whole approach, all of Einstein, all of these Feynman, all of these other guys um, that were all uh, trained in and involved in the uh, Talmudic understanding of reality, are all on the wrong foot, right? Um, it's a huge, huge, giant level of a mistake in terms of uh, how they approach things, and thus we we see why we've had no real progress these last hundred years under the Einsteinian uh, E equals MC squared leading to quantum, which is not doing anything for us, just diverting and using lots of money. Um, uh, understanding of things, right? And uh, so you'll hear people use quantum as a um, 
adjective or as a noun in their uh, sales pitches for whatever it is they're selling. As soon as I hear that, I recognize that these people don't think. They have not gotten to the point where they understand whatever the fuck that it is that they're trying to sell or propagate because they, they think that quantum is a valid uh, paradigm, that, it's, uh, that it actually works, etc. And all it is is the uh, formalization in, in, of the uh, grit, uber, alles. If you go down deep enough, you find a God particle, and if you can smush enough of the God particles together, you can create consciousness and life. That's what they're after, right? That's that's their whole goal. And along the way, they're trying to, you know, get demons to come through interdimensionally and all this other horseshit. Um, you know, and they're walking around doing all their Satanistic rituals and, and that kind of bullshit. All of which, by the way, are um, entrees to or objections to space alien telepathy. Right? So if you think about it, all they're trying to do is to get space aliens to appear. They're going to call them interdimensional or whatever. Uh, dimensions only exist in Einstein's thinking, and Einstein's thinking was bogus. Therefore, interdimensional aliens are bogus. Interdimensions are bogus. Uh, it doesn't work that way. Energetically, it doesn't work that way. They're talking now about human traversable wormholes. Bullshit. It doesn't work that way. The... Um, the energy's, uh, energy math does not compute, and but they're, they're on this trail that they can't back out from, and they don't see that they're, they're uh, uh, off in a forest because they're looking at individual trees, right? And so um, their viewpoint is so skewed that it's like uh, uh, self-isolating and self-skewing in that sense. Um, anyway, so the... The ontological approach is correct. The grit approach is not. We've been down the grit road for over a hundred years. Grit hasn't yielded anything for us except these little tiny incremental uh, improvements. Uh, no big breakthroughs, no revolutionary understandings that were promised, all of this. So basically it's a lot of horseshit, and they've diverted us for a hundred years away from the ether, which was uh, Tesla's understanding. It was Max... Um, Maxwell Clerk's understanding, it was Hemiside's understanding. All of these people that helped invent the uh, electrics and the electronics of this age all understood the ether to exist. And that psychic ability and stuff is just yet another layer of emanations within the ether. And it's a, it's a paradigm uh, shifting approach to start dealing with this at that level, but we're about ready to get into that. So it might take us 10 or 20 years before um, the Einsteinian grip model dies, but it's going to be assaulted. Uh, it's being assaulted right now, but it's going to be assaulted in a very fierce way uh, starting in like January. Yeah, I think it'll be January. I don't think it'll actually be December, but there's a bunch of um, uh, scientific investigations that are out there that are, that are going to prove the existence of ether to the point that the grit guys have to start paying attention. They'll rename it, they'll do anything they can to not have it uh, be the ether because that goes to an ontological understanding of universe, which they must deny because of the nature of, um, uh, basically because of the nature of uh, Judaism under the Talmud, okay? And so this... Um, this period is happening now, but we'll see it happen in a, um, 
much more aggressive way starting next year as as people actually start saying well you know you guys think of it that way but hey look i think of it as the ether and look what i was able to do and here's this uh, invention that would not happen if you thought of uh, universe the way that you numbnuts do and so we'll get into that <coughs> this is part of the uh, the next big phase here as as we're going to be um, owning what has happened to us and uh, in terms of being um, uh, conquered and captured and twisted and uh, to the point where we uh, call our conquerors gods, all right, where we call the Elohim gods, uh, when they were just a bunch of, you know, very rude, self-centered, um, self-focused um, uh, and uh, space aliens. Uh, so, you know, they're not gods, people. Anyway, so uh, we're getting into this in uh, 2024 in a big way. It's going to have uh, huge ramifications for all religions. And it's going to um, it's going to really impact a lot of people. You're going to have all kinds of religious schisms over this. Uh, people that you know can't change their mind because of the way they've structured their reality, and they're not self-aware, are going to put up huge fights about it. You know, be in denial about all this stuff and come up with all this other language for them. So you know, if, if space aliens land. You're going to get a bunch of people from a bunch of religions that will say, Oh my God, they're demons, they're demons, you know. And that's just the label, people. It, they, it, they have no association with the Bible other than the Bible is all about space aliens. Uh, you know, and, and it's like if you actually examine the Bible, there are hundreds of individual non-humans that are involved in the, in the Bible. There's the, and a lot of the Bible uh, books were thrown out because they were focused on the space alien aspect. And uh, people just didn't want that to be um, in your face. So in the uh, uh, Council of Nicaea, 325 AD, they decided on which books were, were gonna be in the Bible. A bunch of the Christian sect leaders were murdered at that conference. So that their sects, which were, you know, their cults, which were um, referencing the space aliens and uh, and talked about the um, the demons and they actually even talked about space alien telepathy and mind control and this kind of stuff. These guys were killed there so that their cults would not propagate against this uh, washed down version of um, the religions, right? So uh, <laughs> so anyway, so 2024 is going to be really really fun at a science level uh, for people like myself that that know that the Einsteinian view uh, is a dead end uh, and it's about ready to go. This will be very good. We got to start all over again. We got to go back to Tesla and pick up from there, but uh, we should be able to make some fairly rapid progress uh, once we get over some of these uh, bogus ideas that have been put on us by people that cannot think any other way. So I'm not I'm not saying I hate Jews or anything, but I'm saying that the Jewish uh, domination of science, so so the Jewish thing is clan, the Jewish thing in their clans is organization, the Jewish thing in the clans is the, oh crud, what the fuck, 
Ah, shit. Okay, so I'm going to have to sign off. We've had a wreck right in front of my house, it looks like. And so I've got to deal with this. Okay, all right.